Um, you know, there are 196 countries in the world. I've been to 151 of them, but who's counting, right? Uh, <laughs> and that's about 150 more than most Americans when you consider the fact that only 37% of Americans even have a passport. Mm-hmm. But when people ask me at the end of the day where I want to be, and believe me, I've had the opportunity to see some incredible beauty, some incredible sunsets, some incredible cultures, some incredible gastronomic experiences. I get it. I love it. I live for it. But at the end of the day, where do I want to be? Fire Island and Bayshore. That's it. That's my where you belong. That, like where you belong. That's our new campaign. <laughs> I'm Kristen. And I'm Sharon. And we're here to spill the tea. (laughs) Long Long Island Island Tea. Tea. Welcome back to Long Island Tea. I'm Kristen. And I'm Sharon. And we're here to spill the tea on why we love living on Long Island. And why you should live here, or at and least why visit you, here. Where you belong on Long where Island. Where you belong, or at least where we belong. <laughs> right. I don't know about you, but we do. And if you're lucky enough, you should try it out and come visit us. But uh-huh. how you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> you are doing yeah, great. I'm doing great. Yeah, you look good. You're glowing. Huh. You're glowing. No, I'm just red from <laughs> the Sauvignon Blanc that we're drinking. <laughs> we uh, are in the theme today is Fire Island, thanks to our incredible special guest, which I'm so excited about. Um, but so we're drinking Fire Island vines. You picked this up in Bayshore. Yeah, it was fun. On your Long Island TV episode, which, by the way, was amazing. Oh, thank you. We had a great time. This one is actually really cute because it's a, um, a husband and wife, a family-owned um, business in Bayshore. Mm-hmm. And they actually sell a lot of Long Island wines, but they also have their own wine, Fire Island. It's delicious. It's so good, right? I love it. I'm also... A little flushed, I think, already. <laughs> I know. Um, so if you haven't tuned in to the Long Island TV episode starring Sharon and Bree, um, it's awesome on and Bayshore. And also, you guys show a lot of really cute places to go and see and do yeah. on Bayshore, including Fire Island Vines. So thanks for bringing us back. Thank you. It was fun. So that is happening. Also, I know it's a little bit delayed, Sharon, but I want to talk to you about the Golden Globes. Okay. All right. <laughs> because they're kind of, you know, they were last week or whatever. Yeah, they you, were. Did you kind of, did you watch them? I, I caught some some glimpses. Can we just talk about how amazing Tina Fey looks? I was going to say Amy Poehler. Oh, okay. my God. That's I, funny. They, both of them. I thought Amy Poehler looked bomb. She did. But Tina Fey, I mean, that that number that she was wearing, I'm like, wow. But, that, but they both. Yeah, they looked amazing. amazing. And yeah. they were so funny. And, you know, we're talking about Women's History Month and those two ladies. Oh, my God. Dynamic duo. Like, if we could be anything like them, me and you. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cute, though, like, to see all the celebrities in their homes, mm-hmm. you know, like, accepting the awards and stuff. Like, with their, I don't like it. You didn't like it? No. I thought it was cute. You got a little more personal with that. I'm sick of it. I'm sick I'm of sick seeing of it people's too, pets. For sure. And, oh, my God. There was one. Uh, who's the, the mom on Schitt's Creek? Oh, oh my God! And her husband, her, oh, Catherine I was O'Hara, like, file yeah. for divorce right now. But he was trying to be funny. Not funny. I know. Not funny. And but she was moment, like playing into it. Nope. Did you, so they were here's trying the story. to joke. Here's the story, in case you missed it. What's your name, Catherine O'Hara? Yeah. Who, by the way, in, incredible, accomplished actress with a storied career. I remember her in Beetlejuice. I think she's amazing. Beetlejuice, Home Alone. I love yeah. her. Yeah, she's fabulous. So she wins the Golden Globe. And I couldn't figure out what was happening because it cuts to her and it's like, yeah, what he was doing. I I'm like, know. what is this? What is happening? I'm thinking it's the audio again. No, he's sitting next to her because in the world that we're living in, it's not just you go and accept your award and have your moment. It's right. your family or your spouse. 
And I was like, this is why nobody else has their spouse with them. Right. They're right. all by themselves. He's playing like an applause yeah. sound effect. And I you can't he hear tra- her talking. And I'm like, what? And then finally it stops. And he's like <laughs> playing with his phone. <laughs> I was so angry uh, for her. Yeah. But I think he was trying to play off of like her character in Schitt's Creek because she's very quirky. She's a very quirky person anyway. But did but you watch Schitt's Creek? But he's not a character. I know. In a show. He, this know. is her moment. You're like, pipe down. I was like, get get out. <laughs> I wasn't even piped down. I was like, and Thomas was Thomas her. was like, what is this guy doing? I'm like, this is why you don't have your your families, your dogs or your cats. Made me insane. I know. It's, Did you know that the audiences on both were all essential workers? That's that were cool. in the that's cool. I they that did was awesome. say that, and that was cool. And I, I thought you could see how happy they were to be there. You know, like that was an incredible. True. They're actually thing. real people, yeah. and they deserve to be there, yeah. which is nice, as opposed to just gl- glamorized celebrities. But those shows are all; those award shows are all kind of silly anyway. Yeah. But, um, but did you see that our favorite show won an award? I did. Ted Lasso. That was awesome. Did I'm sorry, Jason Sudeikins. Did you? What was happening? Did you see this? <laughs> I did. I am obsessed with him. I know. He's so awesome. I loved, I was so excited that Ted Lasso won. I know. I I was really surprised, honestly. Yeah, me too. And obviously he was surprised as well. Yeah, turns out. Because he was wearing a a tie-dye hoodie. Yeah. And he was also, I'm just going to say, maybe a little bit out of it. Yes, definitely. So he's like this, (laughs) like hand on his cheek, you know, head on his cheek, and uh, completely surprised. Yeah. And I was watching him, and you know, you could tell Shannon, yeah. he is going through a dark time. He is. He's deep. He's deep in and it. And I immediately recognized it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I get went, it. I went through that. <laughs> it's called divorce, right? <laughs> Splitting up. Whether he wasn't officially married, but same thing, right? And so I uh, showed you a picture because you saw the picture of him, and I was like, I have that literal exact same, same, same picture. picture I think I it's took hysterical. At the middle of my twenty-year divorce, you're literally like in the same exact position. So I'm, I'm gonna, I screen, I'm gonna show it to you right now. I, I side by sided it. Oh my god! And I'm gonna give it to Catherine. For um, the post. Oh my god! You're it's gonna hysterical. die. Hysterical. Yeah, it's exact. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is what it looks like. I'm gonna give it to Catherine to put on the tea. Oh my so God. go on the tea social if you want to see this picture That's because hysterical. it I have I was like, I see you. Yeah. Definitely. I've, I've been there, Jason Sadukas. And it doesn't matter if you are the person getting left or if you're the person leaving the end of a incredible relationship yeah. when you're when you have children together. It's just so hard, and he's so sweet. Yeah, and and Don Cheadle's like wrap it up. Yeah, he's giving he's him like, the wrap up sign. He's like just just keep going. Go he's trying to help him. He's like, right, I'm gonna just wrap it up. Thank you, Don. He's <laughs> like, anyway, um, but that, but that's true. Like to your point, Sharon, it gives you those humane moments yeah. when people are at home and he's in his hoodie and he's like, I'm probably not gonna win, so I'm just gonna sit I'll just, here. I'll log in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there is kind of an authenticity about yeah. this world that we're living in today, and and that part was was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So the Golden Globes, I you know I give it to them. It's yeah. it was hard to do. Yeah, definitely. And there was some definitely memorable moments yeah. throughout. So yeah. cheers to our best friends, yeah. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. <laughs> <laughs> Which so the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Speaking of that, actually, mm-hmm. is like celebrity best friends because mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. Like, 
they're so cute and I feel like we could be best friends. And then somebody else, I was listening to Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, backtrack for a second. So I was listening to Howard Stern because he was playing um, the Golden Globes. He was doing like a Golden right. Globes recap. Right. So funny. He was talking about the word tea yeah. as gossip. Yeah. He was like, I don't get it. What is this word? <laughs> Spill the tea. The like, what, tea. Do, what does this mean? I don't and know. And I was like, what? The, we're the tea. <laughs> Is he talking about us? Yeah. And so I recorded it. And we'll put that also on social because he, so prior to the Golden Globes is like the red carpet. Right. But they kept saying, what's the tea? The tea. Oh, I have some tea. This. So Howard Stern did a montage. Of everybody of saying Of everybody it. saying tea. That's so funny. And and then it cuts back to him. And he's like, what is this? I don't know what this is. Apparently it's a thing. And Robin's like, I hope it doesn't catch on. Right. They're a little <laughs> late. I was like, uh, it's caught on. We have a show called right. The Tea. Hello, Howard. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but when I was listening to Howard Stern, who is also from Long Island, Long Island. Mm-hmm. he's from Roosevelt, yeah, Long Island. Yeah, he had an incredible. I keep telling you to watch it. It's the the David um, Letterman show with him. Oh yeah, he, he goes through his childhood and everything that he went through. He's it's pretty amazing. I want to watch this David Letterman yeah, show. You've been it's on talking Netflix. about. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I, I've got a. I'm going to cue that up this a, weekend. They had Barack Obama. No, I'm going to do it this yeah, weekend because awesome. you were telling me about it. It's awesome. Um, but I was listening to Howard Stern. And his guest was somebody, and I was listening to her, and I'm like, another Long Island resident. She has a house in Amagansett. And I'm like, okay, she is, she could be my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if this, if we met, like, randomly, yeah. like, in a, at a party, at a network, like, I promise you, <laughs> sh- this woman and I would be besties. You're hysterical. I know. <laughs> you so it is drew barrymore <gasps> huh drew barrymore okay. is my i've decided is my celebrity she has bestie. a house in the amagansett, amagansett. she has a house in amagansett she's my age and i just loved her on howard stern and i've always loved drew barrymore you know i, I love all of the movies that she does yeah. and i think what is so endearing about her is that she's very genuine she's the yeah. girl next door yeah right yeah. she's the approachable person right. that is like this incredible she's so talented and wonderful but she's so down to earth yeah. and so like humble and she's got this fun like kind of bohemian vibe yeah energy, she's so cool you know? i follow her on um instagram she's another one with like incredible childhood history you know and i feel so she and she takes it all in stride yeah. she's talking to howard about it she's been working a so child she's like actress. 12 yeah you know, supporting her family. And she's always been kind of this identity of trying to give back to everybody. And she does, she puts herself last. She, she's always like for everybody, but um, she just went, she went through a divorce too. Right. And she's talking about now she's starting to date and she's on dating apps. I love her. She's awesome. And now of course they're like industry dating apps, you know? Yeah. But, they're different. But still she's like, people think. How do you get on one of those? I wonder. I don't know, but it doesn't sound appealing according to her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I was single, I'd still be like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> because she's like you know she goes what is the deal with these guys and she's like we're all in the industry right and she's doing very more for God's right. sakes exactly and she's like these guys are on here and they're like trying to be coy and they have these pseudonyms and their Instagrams are private and they're like trying she's like just just tell me who you are right exactly just, she's all who over are the place. you what do you like to do what are your interests right she's just, got a couple kids right like, yeah. We're like in our, you know, mid to late 40s now. Right, right. You can just be you. Yeah. And I'll be me and we'll see if that she's works. so cute. Yeah. But she's, and so she's like, yeah, you know, I'm, she said people think there's this Drew Barrymore effect and there's not. Right. 
And, like, you, I feel for her because I was, like, literally thinking about single guys that I knew. <laughs> I would <laughs> think you want to, like, email like, her. Drew. I got you, girl. <laughs> but I really don't because I, I couldn't think of any single guys <laughs> that were worthy of Drew Barrymore, obviously. Uh, I was like, no. Maybe not. I want to help funny. you because she's going out on these dates with people that and she's like and so Howard was like what's a date like she's like oh I'm in my sweats and I usually just like go to their house you know because mm-hmm. they can't she can't go out anywhere because she's a superstar right right okay and, and I just it, you think that like she said I love that she said you think there'd be this Drew Barrymore effect but the reality is it's much harder for her right to date so I remember when I very first moved here because mm-hmm. when I was in Arizona I wasn't a C, the CEO I was like the number two so I was kind of behind the scenes more right right and I had just, you know, split up or whatever. When I first moved here, I was totally single, yeah. completely free. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll get on a dating app, you yeah. know, and see what's going on. And I'll never forget, uh, I had just moved here and there was like, whatever, a couple articles about me. And I didn't have my whole name. I didn't have my real name on there. Right. But I said like transplant and, I, you know, tourism industry, whatever. And my picture's on there. And uh, I'll never forget, I was talking to one guy and he was like, uh, I'm really interested in your marketing strategy for what you're doing. I was He's like, talking oh, about dear this God, on a dating app? <laughs> I like, like no. We start, he's like, "Hey, welcome." I'm like, "Thank you." Really and he's appealing. like, "I read your article in Newsday." I'm like, "Okay, mm-hmm. delete." Yeah, done. <laughs> I was like, "Delete the whole app." <laughs> Forget it. It was like a five minute thing because yeah. it's like when you're you know in the public eye. Yeah, yeah. Even on my level, which is like nothing. Right, but you're out there and people but know. Can yeah. you imagine Drew Barrymore yeah. being a celebrity and trying to date and everybody's watched your movies and think they know you and yeah, so. Catherine, if you're listening, tag Drew Barrymore on That's this. That's so funny. And tell her that we love her. We love that she lives on Long Island. She's adorable. And to keep up the good work, she's doing good stuff, and that we want to be your friend. And she can come on our show. I love it. Um, so what about you? Do you? I totally have, have one. Okay. I who is it. your celebrity bestie? And I don't know if you... So it's funny because it's Christina Applegate. Of course. Of course. No, oh, my God. <laughs> of course it's Christina Applegate. I... You know what I thought you were going to say? Who? Oh. I thought you were going to say Teresa Caputo. No. <laughs> I don't know why. Because of, of Long Island. Because of Long Island. You know, for so long, like, I had that haircut, and everybody would be like, oh. You're, you're, trying, you're like the medium. Oh. Long Island medium. And I'm like. Oh. I mean, we love Teresa Caputo. Yeah. Obviously. She's but, amazing. I can't wait to get her on this show. Yeah. She's she's amazing. And she probably would be our best friend, yeah. too. Oh, for sure. But. I watched her show, like, for the longest time. Like, she had her reality show on, mm-hmm. on some channel. I don't know what channel it was, but it was it was her like going around Long Island. She'd be like randomly going into like supermarkets and like. Don't ever would, do that to me, Teresa. Teresa, if you're listening, if you see me in a supermarket, never tell me my fortune. I love it. Or whatever Find it's me, Teresa. I have the same haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. Not anymore. No, you're but. Bu- but no, she's fabulous. But Teresa, if she come on the show, I don't want her to tell me. I love that. I love you that. Want her, stuff. You want to yeah. know? Yeah. Oh my totally. god. Oh, I, she's gonna be like. Um, I see you hitting a pothole <laughs> and going into a deep coma or oh something. My God. Um, anyway, no, Christina, Christina Applegate. Applegate mm-hmm. I can totally see it. She's awesome. She's amazing. She's so cool. I think I just love everything she does. Yeah. And she's just hysterical. And, and I she's think like edgy she, and fun. Yeah. She, yeah. I love her. You totally get her. Yeah. You know? She's like, talented, but she's like, she's super intense. Super intense. And she's, and like her facial expressions and things like that. Like you just want to be like. You get her. I totally get her. Yeah, I could totally see mm-hmm. that. Okay. So anyway, so I, I Drew, 
if Call you're calling. Me. And Christina, too. Christina yeah. is, that show dead to me. I know. It's so awesome. It, it's it's really incredible. So um, what else was I going to talk to you about? The winter is kind of like, we're in that we're in between the, winter yeah. and spring stage. Yeah. And you know how else you know that? How? <laughs> <laughs> because when I go to Costco. Right. There's kayaks. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, Costco has transitioned. Huh. Okay. Which is how that's my that's my personal okay. transition. All right. I'm aligned with Costco. <laughs> of course you are. That's hysterical. Yeah. So I'm like. So wait, are you flipping your porch? No, it's, I have not flipped my porch yet. It's too cold still okay. to go yeah. outside. Like there's no blooms yet. Yeah, not yet, not yet. But the, it's daffodils that bloom all over, isn't it? Like yeah, you, like this time of year, a little later. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I can't I know, wait for those beautiful. spring blooms to come no. up. So exciting! No, I'll, I'll we'll do a whole flip the porch thing when it's okay. like moms and daffodils. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, but mostly, I'm excited for our guest. I who know is on the show today, and he is. I've known him for a zillion years. I won't even tell you how many years, but he's he's a big deal. He's a CBS travel correspondent. He is pretty much the go the global go to for what's happening happening in the travel industry. And he reports investigatively and uh, on features, and he talks about like what's happening in the airline industry. And he, he's truly the travel source yeah. of information, uh, not just nationally on CBS, but globally. And um, turns out he's from Long Island. I know. Fire Island. Isn't that awesome? Right. And this is how we know we're in an awesome destination is when, like, the key people in the travel industry that could live anywhere in the world. And they choose here. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And it's, so like, cool. also your hood. Yeah, I your know. It's so awesome. So I'm going to say this is a win for the South Shore. Sure. 100%. 100%. <laughs> this is a check for Sharon's yes. South Shore lifestyle. <laughs> um, so uh, we're really excited to welcome the incomparable and the prof- the professional Peter Greenberg. All right, so Sharon, yeah, we have a very special guest on our show today. I know, I'm so excited. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. He is a big deal. And I'm glad to say, proud to say that he has been like a friend and colleague of mine for, I won't even tell you how many years, over mm-hmm. 20 years. Um, been working with him in the industry. He's been a mentor to so many of us in the industry for so long. Um, and then I'm at a trade show after I moved here, right? And we have like the Long Island sign and um, Peter comes up to me and he's like, I'm from, I'm from Long Island. Did you know that? I'm like, what? And it's one of those things, like I always tell you, everyone has these Long Island connections, right? Um, Right. And and, six degrees, right? Yeah. And so our guest today is the incomparable Mr. Peter Greenberg. So Peter Greenberg, thank you for being here. Happy to be with you. So Peter, your career spans, I don't even know how many years, and I shouldn't say it anyway, but it's amazing. Uh, CBS travel correspondent, um, multiple Emmy award winner, I've been on your radio show many times over the years. Um, you have nine books. Yeah. Amazing. And one of my favorite ones is actually, uh, you know, he, he's an investigative reporter and, and really the person that reports on all things travel. But I love his book, The Travel Diet, which, you know, was kind of really groundbreaking at the time that you can travel. And, and in our business, we're always eating food. If you mm-hmm. if you watch Long Island TV, it's always like, oh, I got to eat this, uh, you know, hero. And you're always, <laughs> you know, at the, all these fancy dinners. But you can do it um, and live a, a lifestyle that is still healthy. And that was a great groundbreaking book that you wrote. But what people don't know about you, too, is that me coming from the PR world, is that you also play a really behind-the-scenes role 
with so many destinations, helping them to better communicate their brands, their visuals um, throughout the year. And I, I've been um, in many, many, many of your sessions and educational conferences where you've given great tips to destinations. So we're really excited for you to be here. And you're a Fire Island, Long Island resident. I am. And in fact, I'm a Fire Island resident and a Long Island resident, both. That's right. So I, I, I live in Fire Island. I've lived in Fire Island since I'm a year and a half old. I take it back since I'm six months old. And I also have a house in Bayshore. And, uh, and there's a great story of that house built in 1910. And in fact, I'll be out there tomorrow. So I can't wait. That's awesome. You know what? I'm a Bayshore resident too. It's my hometown. So I know wow. those houses that you're talking about, they're gorgeous. Well, it's a house that I saw, you know, if, if you know Maple Avenue, yep. uh, you, don't, you go down Maple Avenue if you're going to catch the ferry to, to, to Fire Island. So from very early age, of course, I was sitting in the car with my parents as they drove down Maple Avenue to race after the ferry to catch it before it left. And when you look out the window on both sides of that street, you see these beautiful old estates, you know, sort of like S. Scott Fitzgerald kind of houses yeah. on big plots of land with on the canals with boathouses and boats. And like, I'm, I've been salivating for that house since I was like six months old. And in 1978, I was coming down Maple Avenue on my way back to Los Angeles because I also live there. And there was this house I'd seen since I was six months old with a sign on it saying for sale by owner. And I got to Kennedy I called the guy and, uh, and it was it's an amazing story. And he told me everything about the house and I was getting on a plane to go to LA. My mom was on fire Island at the time and she was also a real estate broker. And I called her up on the phone. And I said, do not react as my mother <laughs> react as my broker, get on the next ferry boat, go across the bay and get this house. She right. said, but, but you know, you haven't even been in the house. I said, I'm telling you get this house. And I yeah. said, and, and, and she said, but, but you've never even, I said, mom, the dock is worth the house. Right. Get the right. house. Property so alone is worth the here's house. Here's the story that I've never told anybody. She didn't think I could afford it. She, was, she didn't react as my broker. She reacted as my mother. And she, <laughs> went over, she went over and bought the house from under me. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> yes. I, I said it last week. Never go into business with your family, financial stuff. Right. Like, always a bad idea. So she buys the house from, out from under me in 1978. And for the next 15 years, she redid the house. She rented it out to some nurses from Southside Hospital. Wow. She, uh, she, uh, she rented out boat slips. I was so angry that I never set foot in the house. In 15 years. Oh my God. And then 15 years later, without telling me, and by the way, I love my mother dearly, but 15 years <laughs> later, without telling me, she sells the house. Now I become, I become completely, un, 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 I, I don't know what to do. And I become the Clint Eastwood character in you know, Grand Ford Torino. Every time I'm driving down Maple Avenue, I would stop whoever was in my car with me and go, you see that house? God damn it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that was what well, mine supposed to be. <laughs> here we go. The story's not over. Cut to 2015. I'm producing a one-hour special with the president of Ecuador. He's at the United Nations. I'm with him. And so many of my friends knew the story about this house. And while I'm with him to go into a meeting, I get a text from a friend of mine saying, does this address on Maple Avenue ring a bell to you? I'm like, what are you talking about? They said, 
it's for sale. And I looked at the president of Ecuador and I said, Mr. President, I need you to do me a favor. I've been waiting to do something here for 37 years. Uh, can, uh, can we postpone our meeting till tonight? I have to do something. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got priorities. Okay. I called the real estate broker who I knew. I said, meet me at this house on Maple Avenue in one and a half hours. I jumped in my car. I raced out to Bayshore. And for the first time in 37 years, I walked into the house. Wow. An hour later, I bought it. It's amazing. And now that house has come back into the family. That's amazing. Well, and now you know how hard it is to get a house on Fire Island. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's well, true. Especially since the pandemic, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, I mean, Long Island is, I mean, people don't realize it's the real estate right now is booming, but it's a coveted place to live. And even trying to rent one of those houses on Fire Island during the summer, you really, you ha- and even in the Hamptons too, it's almost like me being a transplant here. I'm like, you have to have friends. You have yeah. to know somebody. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's really interesting about it is, Normally, and I, I don't put myself in the normal category, but normally people will go out to farm between May, you know, Memorial Day and Labor Day. My parents and I and our family have been going out from like April 1st till November. Yeah. And well, guess what? Now everybody's going out from March 1st to November right. because mm-hmm. the kids are not in school. They can learn remotely. Yep. And it's, it's changed. It, it has changed and it's changed for the entire market too yeah. of Long Island, you know, with, you know, Manhattanites, our proximity to Manhattan allows us so much opportunity, not only to have, you know, national names and celebrities like yourself and, and all of the celebrities that live, uh, you know, in Hamptons and all of the executives and corporate leaders and Forbes 500 people that are here in the summer. But now uh, we're getting a lot of people that just say, you know what, turns out. I, I didn't want to go back so early or I wanted to stay longer this year. And they're like, it's actually quite nice. Yeah. And, and, this, oh, and yes. the schools are great. And, and they're like, yeah, we'll never go back. Right. No, I'm, I'm happy to be there as often as I can be there. And that says a lot about uh, the destination and you, Peter, because you go all over the world. I mean, is there anywhere in the world that you have not been? Yeah, actually there is. Um, you know, there are 196 countries in the world. I've been to 151 of them, but who's counting, right? Uh, <laughs> and that's about 150 more than most Americans when you consider the fact that only 37% of Americans even have a passport. Mm-hmm. But when people ask me at the end of the day where I want to be, and believe me, I've had the opportunity to see some incredible beauty, some incredible sunsets, some incredible cultures, some incredible gastronomic experiences. I get it. I love it. I live for it. But at the end of the day, where do I want to be? Fire Island and Bayshore. That's it. That's my where whole you belong. Back, like where you belong. That's our new campaign. I'm not sure if you realize, but where you belong on Long Island is our campaign. I love it. Well, you know what? I, I really believe it. And yeah. And uh, you know, we are always, if we're lucky, searching for community, and if we're lucky, we find it. Um, my, my those are my communities. You know, it's my neighborhood here in Manhattan, and and Bayshore and Fire Island. That's it. I'm I'm happy. But you don't just live there, Peter. You are a true community, uh, like you donate your time, you're a volunteer. It's like, what am I saying this right? 50 years on the volunteer firefighter fire department? Actually, I have to tell you, it's uh, 53 now. Wow. Uh, yeah, now you understand. 53 how years yeah. on, the, on the Fire Island, you know, yeah. fire department as a volunteer. Correct. And nobody gets paid. We go through all the same training as Bayshore does. We go through all the same training as New York City does. Uh, so in a given 
you know, between Memorial Day and, and Labor Day, I'm probably doing five or six different recurrent training sessions. Uh, we're, we're, we're drilling every weekend. Um, yeah. And we, and we, we do mutual aid with, with all the departments on Long Island and all the departments on Fire Island. There are about 12 fire departments on Fire Island, actually. I was going to ask um, how many are there? And yeah. How many people are in each department? It varies. In our department, we have about 60. Okay. We're never going to have 60 at any one time. Uh, but especially at this time of the year, but, but in the summer months, we can, you know, we'll have at least when the alarm goes off uh, and my house is about five doors down from the firehouse. So when the alarm goes off and I'm on the Island, I'm one of the first two people in, at the house and, and the first five guys on the truck or the first five women on the truck, um, the truck moves. So we, we have a very good response time. I just saw a stat the other day because one of the shows that we did, and you'll have to go back and, and I'd love to hear your feedback on some of our shows because we talk about what it's like to live, work, and visit Long Island, right? And Sharon and I do it from like our own perspective. I'm a transplant. She's a native. I'm North Shore. She's South Shore, you know, and, um, but it's really me as a transplant. It's a very nuanced place coming from Arizona. And you know, all of my, you know, colleagues there, you've been there many times, but it's really people don't know what life is like here. And one of the shows that we did was dedicated to how many towns, villages, hamlets are on Long Island. Oh, yeah. And I, I just saw a stat the other day that there are 118 different fire departments on Long Island, and that's more than Manhattan and LA combined. Wow. That I didn't know. <laughs> that's cool stuff. Yeah, uh, I am. And you, you have to understand that in terms of community, uh, when I get on the back of the truck, Who's on the truck with me, right? It's, you know, my neighbor or a plumber or an electrician or the doctor or, you know, a guy in New York who's a lawyer. It, it's, we're just all doing it together and it brings people together. And, and that's not just true for Fire Island or Bayshore. That's true for the United States. 74% yeah. of all firefighters in America are volunteer and people don't know oh. that. No, I didn't know that. I, I thought that that was like a, a total nuance here, but that's interesting. Oh, yeah. No, but it does. It is like, you know, that community of Long Island and, and you're definitely a fabric of that for Fire Island. And Fire Island in and of itself, I find, again, and we're drinking Fire Island uh, vines, <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc for your, you know, in honor of you. Thank you. And Fire Island. When I first moved here, people don't realize. So it's a long barrier island that goes the whole almost the whole length of Long Island. You can see it probably in the maps behind me. Yeah. But it is this little island. There's no cars. Right. Except um, for fire trucks. Except for fire trucks. You have to take a ferry to get there. And yes. and it's, like you said, there are so many different fire departments because there are so many different islands on Fire Island alone. And they all have their own individual personality. They do. You know, Fire Island is actually 32 miles long. It never gets more than a third of a mile wide. There are, if you include everybody, about 19 separate communities on Fire Island, um, 12 of which have fire departments. So we mutually aid everybody else. Um, <laughs> and if, and if, if you're a kid on Fire Island, you can't get in trouble. I mean, uh, right. unless everybody you're too late and then your parents ground you. But the point is, uh, it's a great place to grow up. It's a great place to be now because without sounding like I'm writing a brochure here, Fire Island, every time I go to Fire Island, it allows me to relive my youth, my innocence, and my freedom. And I will have that ha opportunity tomorrow. Yay. Um, and, and every time I go. And, and it never, it never uh, fails to deliver that. So, but it's, it's funny because I think most people who have heard of Fire Island yeah. from a marketing standpoint, 
have heard of the LGBTQ. Oh yeah, listen, portion, right? Let me let me tell you my story with that. Okay. When I was about, I mean, I was completely nuts for boats. I still am. And when I wanted, when I was growing up on Far Island in the summers, a lot of parents bought their kids boats. Well, my parents were not allowed to, were not about to buy me a boat. Um, and it was a big red flag item in our discussions in the household. And finally, when I was 12 years old, uh, my dad threw down the gauntlet. He says, I don't want to hear this anymore. If you want to get a boat, you're going to have to earn every dollar of it yourself. And you have to pass a Coast Guard captain's exam. I'm 12 years old. So I said, okay, you're on. And the summer of my 13th year, I held down six jobs on Fire Island. Six. I never slept. And that fall, I went to Hunter College at night at the age of 13, and I became a Coast Guard captain. And then my parents couldn't turn me down. So the, the, the beginning of, the, of my 14th year, I was out there and bought a 13-foot Boston Whaler, a classic boat on the bay, um, with a 35-horsepower engine, and I put it to work as a water taxi. Illegal, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm 13, I'm 14, you know, um, and, but I was driving up and down that, and that's how I learned Fire Island, because I'm going all over the island, from Kismet and the Lighthouse, all the way over to the Mauritius Inlet, taking people, and what did I learn from a very early age? Sexual preference tolerance, because I was taking everybody to Cherry Grove and the Pines, and when you're 14 years old, you, you, get, you know what you get to do in Cherry Grove and the Pines? Who was performing there on the weekends? Judy Garland. Ethel Merman, I mean, it was like uh, Bette Midler, uh, uh, Barry Mantle, everybody was performing. So the best entertainment going, they had the best parties. And you know what? Yeah, they were the two gay communities. But when you're 14 years old, in those days, they weren't called gay. They were homosexual, right? But in those days, you learn sexual preference tolerance way before anybody else. And the funny thing is, during those years, on The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson would always make Fire Island jokes about people who were gay, right? When that was considered okay to joke about yeah. that. And so when I became, you know, 19 and 20 and going to college, everybody thought I was gay. Because <laughs> you were there all the, yeah, it does. It has that association, right? Oh, yeah. So, and by the way, I, I was, I was single all my life until two years ago when I got married. I know, by the way, congratulations. Thank you. But for all those years I was single, it worked so well for me because every woman thought I was safe. Yeah. Right? Oh, listen, he's, he lives by himself. He's on Fire Island. He's collecting <laughs> like, everything. It was everything short of me singing Broadway show tunes, right? So, <laughs> and, and so it was the best of all worlds. And, uh, and it's interesting because we cross-train uh, with all the departments, including the Pines and Cherry Grove. So all of our hazmat is done by the chief of the Cherry Grove department. A lot of our other training is done in Pines. So that sexual preference tolerance continues to this day, even though only two of the communities on Fire Island are really, you know, predominantly gay. Uh, everybody still thinks of us in that way. And they don't realize they're everybody. Everybody's on Fire Island. You have family communities, you have single communities, you have mixed communities, you have gay. It's, it's everybody. It's so and that's one of the things I love about Long Island. And I, again, I think it's our proximity to New York City is how diverse right. we are um, ethnically, 
sexual orientation wise and accepting of all of these different religions. Like no one cares and everyone's very accepting. And I love that. Um, We have people that live here because of the different labs and science facilities we have and universities. We have people from all over the world that live, you know, here to do science. Um, But even what I thought was great, like, it's just such a, it's like this, it's like this nuance though. I keep using that word, but because people don't understand. So even when I went the first time, I've heard of the LGBT. So I went to the Pines and I was like, okay, where the invasion, you know, you've heard about the, the oh, Pines invasion. You, you haven't lived until you've seen the invasion. <laughs> and I went the week after I was kind of glad my first time, but even between Cherry Grove and the Pines, which are the LGBTQ community, very different, really different, completely yeah. different yep. the Pines. This is my own description because I went there and I loved it. And I love all of the different communities. That's what's so cool is they're all different experiences. But you, first of all, you take a ferry from Long Island mainland, like Bayshore. From, from Sayville. Or, like if, you, if you're going to the Pines, you're going from Sayville, yeah. Yeah, so if you go to Cherry Grove or the Pines, you go from Sayville. So this is the whole thing you have to figure out. Like, you really right. have to And if you're going from Davis Park, you're going from Patchogue. And, right, then, right. and then everywhere else is coming from Bayshore. Right. And so it's it's for an outsider, think about that. For a visitor, there's a lot to understand about it. But you go to the Pines, and the Pines is very, like, bougie, quiet. It's LGBTQ, but it's, like, very Mm low-key, right? And then Cherry Grove, the second you're, like, the ferry is pulling up to Cherry Grove, and you can hear the music, and you get off, and there's, like, drag queens, and everything is fabulous, and there's, like, what are the drinks? Um, Rocket fuels that are just so beautiful, and it's crazy. And so, do you... Can you uh, tell the story of the invasion? Do you know it well enough to? Oh, I do. Okay. Uh, you know, Cherry Grove, and you know, you mentioned it, Cherry Grove and the Pines, two different communities. And for a long period of time, they wanted to be separated. And they didn't talk to each other. And, <laughs> and one day, yeah, and one day, uh, a bunch of the folks in Cherry Grove decided, you know what, we're not going to put up with this anymore. We're going to go crash the party. And they invaded. Um, and it turned out to be quite a party. And ever since then, and this is going back 50 years, yeah. right? ever since then, on July 4th, uh, they will take a Cherry Grove ferry and almost overload it beyond human comprehension oh <laughs> with every with every costume and drag queen amaze, um, uh, 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 conceivable. Yeah. Yeah. And they will sail that boat a distance of maybe a mile at the most from Cherry Grove into the Fire Island Pines Harbor where thousands of people are there and it becomes the entertainment event of the year. Yeah. Uh, It's crazy. Unbelievable. And thank God I I, I have good friends at the Fire Island Pines Fire Department because I get a front row seat. Otherwise I couldn't (laughs) get it. Yeah. It's It's crazy. And it's, and it's really, I mean, it's very difficult to experience because it's sold out. It is the place to be. July 4th weekend, which is an epic weekend anywhere on Long Island anyway. But the funny thing is, is like, I love going to Cherry Grove because of the party and it's fun. You take a ferry and it's like 20 minutes from my house from the North Shore, right? right. It's only 20 minutes. And you get on a ferry and the ferry ride in and of itself is amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. It's entertaining. And then you get up 20 minutes and then you land and then you walk maybe 10 minutes from oh, one. Max, the, Max. Yeah. And you're on this pristine beach with giant beautiful waves yeah. i mean it is the 
the sand is just like I will I will tell you a story. Okay. And this has happened with me now as long as I can remember. For anybody who's a friend of mine who's never been to Fire Island, and I tell them, you gotta come over. Call Peter and I, today. <laughs> and, and, I'll, and I I have my own boat, so I don't take the ferry boat. I go from my house in, in Ocean Bay Park is on the water with a dock. My house in Bayshore has the dock. So I, I'm basically dock to dock. So I'm not running after a ferry. So we get to my house in Bayshore. They get on the boat and they're telling me all the things they want to do when they get to Fire Island. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I said, great. We go across the bay. That takes maybe 15 to 20 minutes. My boat is a little bit faster than the ferry. We get to my house. I'm tying it up on the dock. They get off the boat. I said, go upstairs on the sun deck. Relax. I'll come up and see you in a second. I tie the boat up. I walk down the boardwalk. I come upstairs to the house. They're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the air is so clean. Mm -hmm. It just knocks them out. And I'm going to say something that's going to sound overtly promotional, but I believe it. Somebody always asks me, where are my favorite places in the world? And I say, I'll give you my criteria. It's where I sleep the best. Right? Because where you sleep the best is where you think the best, where you create the best where you love the best, it's all there. And so since I can remember where I sleep the best is Fire Island. Right? Oh, and, I love and, that. I love that where you sleep the yeah. best. And, and, there are, and there are noises that you associate with that, right? The noise of the screen door closing, mm. you know, the noise of, of even hearing. When I was growing up, you could tell the difference of every ferry boat by the sound of their engine as they came across the bay. And every kid knew it. It was like yeah. city kids could spot the fins on a 57 Plymouth. Fire Island kids could hear the engine noise of the ferry and know which one it was. Yeah, yeah. And and it's look, what I look forward to most, and this, by the way, applies to Bayshore as well, I guarantee you I will be asleep tomorrow in Bayshore before I know it uh, yeah. because that's the feeling. And and so, and my kids, I've taken my daughters there and I've taken my chihuahua there at uh, the Cherry Grove, which I love because it's like everybody has small dogs. Yeah, and But there are certain times when the girls are like, mom, you know, we don't necessarily want the cherry grove scene this weekend. Let's go somewhere else. And the cool thing is, is you can either take a water taxi right. or you can take a different ferry to a different part of the right. island. And then you've got ocean beach. Is it ocean beach? Ocean beach, yeah. ocean ocean beach and kismet. Right. And those are completely different family oriented, no dogs, no this, no that, no yeah. drinks on the beach, all that. But, but, wonderful for families and getaways or couples. Yeah. It's true. And by the way, there's such a history there. You know, the lighthouse built in 1858, no longer operated by the Coast Guard, but still operating. Uh, Kismet, you mentioned. Kismet was a, was a major destination at the turn of the last century. It's where Diamond Jim Brady used to hang out. It was also one of the great transshipment points for all the bootleggers during Prohibition. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, funny. Absolutely. And, and of course, people don't remember, but my parents, they're not alive anymore, but they would definitely remember because they, they fought against this. You know the name Robert Moses. Of course. Robert Moses, there's the Robert Moses Bridge that gets you too far out. Mm -hmm. Which Robert is the best Moses, bridge ever. I, is that the best bridge ever? Can you it's just, great. But it, here's I the best it. part about the bridge. That's as far as it goes. Because Robert Moses, in his megalomaniacal development days, wanted to build a highway across Fire Island, 32 mm -hmm. miles. And my parents, who were not politically active, but everybody on Fire Island was opposed to this. They marched, they went to Washington, they lobbied. Turns out 
that Senator Jacob Javits had a house in Seaview on Fire Island. Turns out that our Congressman, Mayor John Lindsay, who then became the mayor of New York, also visited Fire Island a lot. Now they were both Republicans, but you know what? They lobbied so hard that in 1964, as, as Moses was about to build this highway across Fire Island, which would have destroyed it, uh, they got in a bipartisan move in Congress with LBJ as president, and they got him to sign it, making Fire Island a national seashore. Yeah. When that happened in 1964, all that construction was stopped. The bridge only went as far as Fire Island. You can park there, but you can't move your car from there. And the rest of that 32 miles is as pristine now as it was then. And if you go a little bit east of Davis Park, you have about 18 miles of untouched, barren, beautiful beach. That oh, yeah. Is part, that is part of the National Seashore. Yeah, I've, I've talked to the park rangers there in Patchogue that go Davis yeah. Park, and and it's it's like a wildlife refuge over there. Yeah. Like, that's another part of Fire Island, which is completely different. And you can have your kids go through, like, park ranger training, and it, oh, yeah. it's completely different yeah. than remember, the rest of it. And remember this. When you have no cars on Fire Island except for police and fire vehicles, uh, and they're limited in number, uh, you get around by walking, by biking, to a certain extent, or literally, uh, you know, you take a water taxi laterally across the island to, to go anywhere you want to go. And it, your, your, your whole pace comes down. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not rushing, you're not rushing anywhere. Yeah. And uh, to me, you know, look, I've been there since I'm six months old. I'm still discovering things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. And it's just so funny. Again, there, there, there are things that people who've lived there your whole lives, they're like, yeah, it's what we do. But Sharon and I have talked about this before because we both had like, I, I went for a weekend, Sharon went for a whole week with her family and it's not as easy. Like you have a house there. Bless right. you. Okay. Right. I need right. to make a friend that bless my parents, bless your parents. <laughs> but if you, you know, if you don't, it's funny because Fire Island is known for the wagons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So everybody has the wagons, the radio flyers, right. When the boat drops you off and you have like your little wagon hook, it's almost like a right. locker. Yeah. Right. With your own. Per and they're all personalized. And you put your stuff from the grocery store because there's not, especially depending on which island you're on, there might be one little market. So you got to bring right. your stuff. And the first time I went, you'll die laughing. I, I just know you'll know this visual. Uh, I went with my friend. You might even know her, Sherry Eisenberg. She's a travel writer there in Manhattan. So should we go to the Fire Island? And I had as a desert rat, right? I would love the beach. So I bought my Costco like beach caddy thing with the chairs and I had a cooler like loaded down with everything. And my beach caddy was like stacked with tons of stuff, umbrellas. And uh, we didn't know exactly because you get, you get off and then there's like this long, these winding boardwalks that go to all the different houses yep. and it's just, it's magical, but you have to kind of know where you're going. Yeah. We're going... I can't tell you. I'm dragging. I'm pushing the caddy. She's dragging the cooler, and then we'd switch out. The sweat, <laughs> like what? Like what are we doing? What is all this crap that we have? What is? I was ready to like ditch all of it and just stop it because. But you know, you had to stock up for your house for the weekend. But it was a, it was a learning lesson, and now I know just minimalize. Yeah. Yeah. Take what, get what you need, basic stuff. This is not a place where you're, you know, going and having a luxurious, it's peaceful. Right. So don't do what I did. <laughs> Come in away. like the Griswolds yeah. with all of your stuff pushing. I was like, no. She's like, what is all that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, <gonna try> <laughs> I'm as a weekend. Yeah. I don't, 
anyway, it was a, it's a, it's a truly magical place. And Long Island has been a great, great place to come and, and move to. And, and, you know, I moved my daughters here and I always talk about schools. Yeah. Because people talk about how expensive Long Island is and it's ridiculous. It can be. It can be, but you know what? I don't know what your experience has been, but I don't find Bayshore outrageously expensive. Yeah. Uh, Bayshore is probably one of the ones. It depends on where, right? It's all dependent on where. But the the interesting thing is like the property taxes here are big, but 70% of it goes towards the schools. Right. And, and the schools here are amazing. And my daughters are definitely, they, they consider themselves New Yorkers now and couldn't imagine living anywhere else and are so spoiled and like, yeah. let's go to fire island. Let's go to the Hamptons. Let's go to the gold coast mansions. Right. Mom, what are we doing this weekend? Jones beach. Um, Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. Speaking of Robert Moses, I think I I'm, I'm working my way through the power broker as it's like, it's like it's required, required reading. It's required reading. Yep. <laughs> but it's a process. So I don't know if I've gotten to the part where he's quite maniacal yet, but I'm, I'm no, still listen to this. You know, I never forgave the Dodgers for leaving Brooklyn for LA and right before the Dodgers left, uh, they were shown a place where they could build a stadium and it, they could stay. And Robert Moses basically said, no, you can't do that. We're using it for something else. And the Dodgers got mad and left. Well, that's where City Field is today. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I know where you stand on Robert Moses. <laughs> I can tell by basin. Oh, look, the guy was, was, was brilliant in one case, but it was also arrogant in another. Right. And what he tried to do to Fire Island was unforgivable. Yeah. And uh, what he did for Long Island was incredible. You're right. It's like two different juxtapositions. Yeah. What he did for New York State Parks and Long Island was sure. unbelievable. But then you're right. He, the overstepping. Fire Island for him and for me was a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, and and he and he paid a price for it because we we beat him. Yeah, and and you know what? Sometimes it's hard because you want to develop things on Long Island. You want to grow, and but then you look at what we've preserved, right. and right. and how we all enjoy it now today as residents. And the preservation is it's it's hard, and people fight for it yeah. in their local communities. But it's important, yeah. and uh, and it's a great place. And I'm so happy to have you as a resident. I mean, you're like pretty much our marketing campaign. All I have to say is um, <laughs> Peter Greenberg lives here um, purposefully. Like this is Peter Greenberg's favorite place. So and well, he's been right. every- it is, it is. And, and uh, seriously, so many of my friends have become converts because, and this is no disrespect to the Hamptons, but they were a Hamptons crowd. And I keep telling them, I get that, but far out is the Hamptons without the attitude. Yep. It's, and, and it depends. And what I love about it, again, it, there's something on fire Island for everyone. Yes. If you have little kids or if you're a, want a romantic quiet weekend, or if you want to go party, or if you, no matter who you are or what stage you're at in life, there yes. is an Island on fire Island for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so we really help you. Uh, we're really happy that you help us spread the word because it's an educational thing. People don't understand it. It's really uh, so much for the locals and the residents of the Manhattanites that have grown up with it. Um, and it's important that people understand what a gem it is. Well, you know, from my apartment here in New York, if you time it right, my drive time to Bayshore is 58 minutes. And and I'm there. Yeah. So, or, and, and in most places, you can also take the Long Island Railroad um, from well, Manhattan. Yeah. You can just take right the Long there. Island Railroad to Bay. Well, you know where Maple Avenue is. You take the Long Island Railroad to Bayshore, get off the railroad, as long as your luggage has wheels. You walk three blocks here at my house. 
Yeah. Same th- and, and Patchogue's the same way. You can take the Long Island Railroad to, to the Patchogue station. You literally get off the dock and walk right onto the ferry. Yeah. Um, and in Sayville too, it's yeah. like a it's like a two minute. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's a great destination. We're so happy. We, we do us a, a a solid, and you know we also have Long Island TV. Yeah. And when the weather gets a little bit nicer. I'd love to go see your house and have sure. you kind of be our tour guide yeah, of Fire Island. Awesome. Happy to do that. We'll, we'll even put you on the boat and take you by boat. Ooh. So excited. VIP. <laughs> I, I think I finally have like, I have, got, a friend on, <laughs> I have a friend on Fire Island now, finally. So yeah, you, I yeah, apologize you, in advance. I'm going to call you all the time. That's okay. You can, leave the, you can leave the cooler at home. <laughs> yeah. Peter's like, leave your Tommy yeah. Bahama caddy yeah, exactly. from Costco <laughs> at home. Like, rookie. <laughs> I know. Anyway, it was so great to see you again. I'll see you again soon because we're going to call you about Long Island TV. And uh, we're so proud to have you as a Long Island resident and wish you safe travels. You got it. And by the way, before we say goodbye, you also have another secret in Long Island that not many people know about. Ooh, tell us. That's MacArthur Airport. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Peter, this is good. So every episode, because it's spill the tea, we spill the tea and we have like secret kind of tea. So this is your tea. It's Islip Airport. It's, I mean, think about this. When Kennedy closes and Newark closes, Islip's open. Yeah. And and so basically in the winter months, it's the secret airport. You you know, you can fly anywhere from there in the United States. Yeah. Um, Long Island, Long Island MacArthur Airport in Islip is a total gem. And it goes, you can, it it goes from, you can take a direct flight almost anywhere from Philadelphia or through Baltimore. Yeah. Easy on either Southwest or American and Frontier flies there too. It is a great, and it's so easy in and out. Yeah. I love it. It's, and it's like, it drops you pretty much in the middle of Long Island. So it saves you all of that traffic right. from Queens right. and all of that. And, right. and the parking is cheap. Parking yeah. is cheap. If you get a rental car there, it's, it's so easy. You like, what was that? I said it's super cheap if you're an Islip resident, right? Well, I was, I was about to tell you that. I just discovered that. <laughs> and so I'm getting my permit for like 50 bucks for two years. Are you yeah, kidding me? It's awesome. Yeah. It's a park. Long Island. Yeah. That airport, you can't go to Kennedy Airport for two hours for 50 bucks. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, just a car service there yeah. is like over 100 bucks. So, no, that's a great deal. And thank you for that. Thank you for mentioning it because, the, you know, the Long Island MacArthur Airport is beautiful mm-hmm. and it's a gem and the major carriers fly in and out of there and it'll save you so much headache we always say that our hometown airport yeah there you go we appreciate you and uh, we'll call you soon for long island tv you got it guys are you, uh, you real quick real quick before you go are you vaccinated i get my first dose tomorrow because i'm a fo- because i'm a first def- uh, responder and then my second vaccination dose is on april 2nd so oh, excited awesome. for you good and i'm um, i keep hearing like the pent-up travel demand, people oh, no, are ready, listen. and we're, yeah. It, it, it's it's not just hearing it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen within the domestic markets in the United States. It's not going to be 2019 levels, but it's going to be measurable. It's coming back big time around the 15th of May. Get ready. And then you would say international travel back in 2022? Yes. International yeah. travel right now is essentially dormant. Meetings and conventions, probably not till 2023. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so from your lips, Peter, we're ready for a great Long Island summer, and we appreciate all that you do for the travel industry and for Long Island. So we'll talk to you soon. You got it, guys. Bye. Thank you. 
Okay, Sharon, he was awesome. He was so awesome. And, oh, my God, incredible. And I learned so much yeah. about Fire Island. And Fire Island is, like, such a unique place with so many stories to tell, and it's so different from end to end. So it was and really now cool that was so awesome. So I, I'm really pumped about going on Long Island TV with him. I know. I think he would be I a great he addition. <laughs> he, I, He's a big deal. It's not – you yeah. don't just get Peter Greenberg. I know, I know. To do your podcast right? or to do your show. Like – uh, I used to pay big bucks to be on wow. his radio show. Wow. You know what I mean? Like he's he's really a world renowned. Uh, he was awesome contributor. So we're so grateful to have him, and I can't wait to do Long Island TV. Um, so funny story is we were talking about our celeb, uh, you know, BFFs. like BFFs earlier, mm-hmm. and Alyssa was like, "Oh, Kristen Bell is yeah. mine." Another great one. I think another great one. Yeah, incredible. And you know, I listen to Dax Shepard. Yeah, you, you do. They're I think adorable. you turned me yeah. on to Dax yeah. Shepard. Um, but funny story is, is my name is Kristen Bell. I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Kristen Bell. And uh, I'll never forget Alyssa when um, she first came out with that show. Something about Mars. Was it, what was her show or sitcom? Something on Mars. Mars. Oh, Veronica Mars. Veronica yeah. Mars. My mom called me. She's like, did you see there's a girl named Kristen Bell? An actress. There's a girl named Kristen Bell on TV. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So cute. Who is she? And she's a superstar. My One of my favorite movies is Finding Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Oh, incredible movie. Uh, yeah. She is. She's so, so adorable. Again, you know, when I think the common thread, like the, the women that we love, like approachable, mm-hmm. like super talented, super amazing, but down to earth, yeah. approachable, yeah. you know, very cool. Um, but I want, speaking of amazing women, uh, one of the things is I saw, you know, we're about to get into our tea. Yeah. Speaking of tea, I have my Long Island tea mug. I know. I love it. I don't know where mine is. <laughs> You've already lost <laughs> I've it. I've already lost it. I think I brought it home. Yeah. You took it home. Yeah. Probably for your coffee. Yeah. For my coffee. <laughs> so speaking of the tea, Sharon, you know what time it is? It's, it's tea time. time. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we actually. <laughs> that was so subtle the way you know, we did it. Although I kind of like the mishap. I know, it's but it's cute. Okay, so yeah, we we're in sync. Go ahead. What's your tea? All right. So my tea this week is we are losing another employee who's moving on to bigger and better things. Actually, moving out of state, uh, which is amazing. It's not really. It's not really that we're losing her. It's that. You know, she's making she's, a life change. She's growing her wings. Yes, exactly. We couldn't be so more proud of Look her. Look at Chris is like, what? <laughs> Our friend Chris is like, what? Who? Oh, yeah, that's Tina? right. It's yeah. not announced internally. Sorry. <laughs> Way to go, HR. Wow. Way to go, COO. She's like, uh, we All haven't right. formally announced it. <laughs> so, Nicole McElroy is yes. is moving on. Uh huh. And um, McElroy. McElroy, she's, sorry. She's been here for how many years and we still can't say her name right uh, poor girl. even on her exit we're like McElroy nope it's McElroy <laughs> we probably you know but yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> we love oh, she's saying this is God. why I'm leaving this is why I gotta go learn my name bye no um <laughs> She's leaving, so we are hiring again. But um, let me just tell. Let me. Can we talk about Nicole for a second? Yes, definitely. Because Nicole is just adorable. Oh, we love our Nicole. She started as an intern. Yeah, she was our. Was she our first intern? One of our first. Yeah, from St. Joe's mm-hmm. College. And I'll never forget, like when we brought her in and interviewed her, she was like so shy, so shy, deer in headlights. Yeah, literally. She was she so cute. Could she not. Was so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but so talented. We've watched her grow in this oh organization from position to position. She's currently our marketing manager. Yeah. And she is just such a talent. Yes. We will. But she fell in love. Yeah. 
She's got to go. She fell in love <laughs> with a boy. So she's moving to Florida yeah. in the sunshine. I know. Good for her. You know. Well, if I could be that age and... Also, you know, she fell in love with, like, a, her Orange Theory instructor. I know. So, come I know. on. There's, like, these two little <laughs> yeah. workout buffs, you I know? know. Like, they're, they're so cute. They're going to go live in Florida. They're going like, to go live in Florida. Roll a blade. So, <laughs> she's so adorable when I talked to her, and she was so scared to tell us that she was, she was like, well, I'm, fan- I'm going to fangirl you guys. She's so cute. From out, you know, so... Anyway, it's a good feeling. It's it's what we always want is for people in this organization to grow as much as they can within these right. walls, right? And then to grow. That's externally. my favorite part yeah. about this posi- like my position here is just to see the staff that we bring on at such you know at the entry level positions and watch them grow to where they've been. Yeah, like Nikki, you yeah. know, our VP Everybody. of partner in visitor relations yeah, like she's, she's she came in as an admin and just just yeah. worked her way up and, and it, you and everybody i mean it's my we, favorite part yeah it, it is it is true i think we really work hard to give people here as many opportunities as we can to try new things and grow like Alyssa. Like yeah Alyssa's graphic design now she's producer yeah. podcast just, and it's just everybody and you know and Catherine was a an, an intern mm-hmm. and an office admin and now our tiktoker and you social know, we, strategist yeah yeah we're excited great. so we're excited for nicole but we it's another position yeah i mean and by the way i'm feeling it i'm feeling like i said to peter oh, we are feeling it peter like i said to him tourism is coming back and it's gonna come back strong yeah I, it's been such a hard year for our industry but i feel all this pent-up demand i know it's awesome everything you've been telling me lately like just it's crazy. Happening. And it's everyone's hiring and everyone's hiring. Yeah. Including us. Yeah. So it is an in office position. Yes. Um, and I will be posting the the job description yeah. and everything like that. Great. I'm excited. Yeah. Our team's growing and and I love that people and everybody's growing. I was talking to uh, our our a friend of ours that runs an ad agency and a friend of ours that runs the new UBS arena. Yeah, and there's it's amazing. like there are if you look at, I follow that have this newsletter called the Travel Vertical, and they had like ninety tourism jobs. Ours is one of them from around the country. Wow! There was like, there was like almost ten CEO jobs. That's around amazing. The there is so much growth and opportunity at every level. Yeah, it's exciting, and uh, I always love giving people internally opportunities Absolutely. as well as bringing in fresh blood. Yeah, it's exciting. It's always good. It makes us better. Yeah, definitely. It shakes it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's good tea. Yeah. I like it. Um, okay, so my tea the last couple of times has been like work-related based on the hot teas, which yeah. I love hot teas. Please hashtag hot teas. And it's H-O-T-T-E-A-S. Right. We should do that from now on. Yeah. Too. We, should, we should make sure we're hashtagging hot <laughs> teas on true. our stuff. That's um, But... I, so I thought I would go more personal. Okay. Um, and I just have to like mom brag for a minute. Do it. I love okay, it. Okay. Thanks because I'm so <laughs> proud of my girls and they're both so cool. You know, I have Tegan who's 13 and Kenzie who's 16 and Tegan, they're such a like type A achievers. Yeah, and I, I love can't that imagine about them. why. Yeah. I don't know. Where they, <laughs> I don't know where nope, they got that I'm from. Like, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> what have you done today? <laughs> no. oh. But so Tegan's friends were all getting like National Honor Society letters and she was melting down because Kenzie was National Honor Society and and her stepsister's National Honor Society and all of her friends and and she's straight A like AP student 
and she hadn't gotten her letter yet. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know what the criteria is. Anyway, so she's like, please text my, please email my guidance counselor and just ask. And so I emailed her guidance counselor. She's like, yeah, no, we sent the letter. It's the mail. It's him. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I keep telling it's you the this. Mail. So they emailed me the letter that day. Oh, that's and amazing. I was like, can you get this off the printer for me? <laughs> oh, And she pulled so it off and she's like, oh my God, thank God. And uh, it's really great. So oh she's my like, God, congratulations. She's, that's she's awesome. so good. And she's so, she, they, they work so hard. Yeah. These schools here, by the way, are not average. Right. You know, so to get these accolades in these schools in particular yeah. is even like saying more. So I was really proud of her. And then Kenzie, who, I don't know if I told you this, and I'm sure I've told you, but I'm sure I've told, you know, the, the hot teas that she wants to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. Kenzie has wanted to be a lawyer, my 16-year-old, since she was nine. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, she's going to be an amazing she lawyer. she was nine, <laughs> she wants to be a lawyer. I do think it's probably because she saw Legally Blonde right. when right. she was nine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she loves it. But I'm not kidding. Since then, she wants to go to Harvard Law. She's intent on it. She's dedicated. She's super into it. I remember when she was like... And I want to say, was it sixth grade? They had this thing where they had like office or business school at her school and everybody had a a profession Mm -hmm. and she was the lawyer of the town. And then at the last minute, they were like, oh, we're going to give Kenzie a a promotion and she's going to be the CEO. She came home bawling. She was so mad. She was (laughs) like, I don't want to be the CEO. The CEO basically sells insurance. (laughs) I don't want to sell insurance. <laughs> I was the lawyer. Aww. I want to be a lawyer. And I had to call like the teacher and say, thank you so much. And I didn't usually do that. But I was like, I was very hands off usually. But I was like, look, sh- not You don't often, know what you just did to this little girl. It's not <laughs> often that somebody at the age of nine or whatever knows what they want to do for a living. But Kenzie is imagine Anyway, so part of her um, preparation for being a lawyer is she joined the debate team. Oh, good. And she just got uh, accepted to state. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's awesome. Debate. I know. So we went shopping for professional attire oh last my gosh, weekend I'm for so like proud blazers. Of her. I know. That's so amazing. And it's so funny because I was like, oh, my God. What, what You know, when, the last time when she was going through, I'm like, what's your topic? Yeah. And she's like, oh, because um, I'm like, you know, because I won <laughs> in high school <laughs> for extemporaneous speaking. So um, what's your topic? Maybe I can help you. And she's like, my topic is uh, first uh, first right treaties of international destinations like China regarding to nuclear war. And I was like, oh. Oh, all right. She's like, what was your topic? I'm like, um, proofreading? I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Let it go. <laughs> I just go in Texas, okay? Good okay, luck, give honey. me a break. Give me a break. Um, anyway, so I just had to mom brag oh about my God, the girls because they're yeah. they're so amazing and they're products of Long Island schools. Yeah. And it is totally a gift to have them in this process and to be here. And I keep watching like you know, uh, across the country, people are trying to get their kids back in school full time. And, and our district has been back full yeah, time since incredible. day one. Yeah. And I give so, so, so much credit to the teachers Definitely. and the administrators mm-hmm. and the school districts here. Just and making sure that they're all they're staying in, in school, you know, yeah, like staying in person. It's not easy right now. And they've done it from day one. It's like when we came back day one. Right. People that are now trying to transition back, it's much more difficult. Right, exactly. We came back immediately and it was hard, but... We kind of ripped that Band-Aid, yeah. and, and I'm so glad we did, and I'm so glad the schools did. And, yeah. And uh, so this is, it's just another testament why Long Island's such a wonderful place to live and raise your kids yeah. and be a mom and, uh, and you know, work. So 
I thank you, Sharon, for thank telling you. me your celebrity. Uh, I was going to say crush. I mean, it's kind of the same kind thing. Of BFF, girl, girl crush. crush. Yeah. <laughs> and Alyssa, too. And thanks to Peter Greenberg. Oh, my God. He was awesome. So we have a great show in store for you next week. So make sure you continue to tune in. And we'll see you next week. See you next Cheers. week. Cheers.